Welcome back. Here's where you left off. Spoilers ahead for Convergence Book 3, Chapters 23 through 26. Leonard, we have to start today by talking about the most shocking and important thing that happened in all of these chapters. Macarius Giselle... like Isabel? <laughs> no, no, no. Giselle's on Tinder. Yes. Bumble. <laughs> she said Bumble. Bumble. Well, no, no. Well, Tinder first, but yes, Bumble is there too. I thought you were going to say Macarius like uh, uh, Isabel. <laughs> Well, that was a uh, that was a like a that was a pretty good. To be honest with you, those are two good two points of this of the of the of, of this chapters were very. The best way to describe it, in my opinion, it's very personal. It's very personable. It makes them feel like they're people, right, with needs, you know, and uh, the needs in uh, more co- uh, of companionship. Right. And I just don't see how Macarius and Isabel will work out because she works with a sniper rifle and he has a sword. I just, you know. Well, you don't bring a gun in a sword here? fight or something? You don't bring a sword to a gun fight? <laughs> a sword to a gunfight. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, to be honest with you, that, 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 those two, I can see, right? And I, and I can see that for, to have Giselle going on a date or a potential date shows that she's moving on she's in this future she's in this uh road to whatever and she's just accepting it right and and it's nice to see that going forward right but oh but isabella and macarius i can see that we need to know more but it's like one of those things that uh they just need to go on a date and see what happens Right. So, but what, what's that? What's that going to look like? It's it's going to look like a they're going to fight another. Uh, they're going to fight another creature from the nether together. And Macarius is just going to swoop her up in his arms and <laughs> profess his love for her while while he's while he's struggling with the cat or something. I don't know. It just seems like we're going into romance novel territory. Yeah, I now. bet you're seeing this thing in the, in the soft co- covered book of like romance of like Fabio's like waving hair and all that stuff with a, with with Isabel in his arm and all that good stuff. <laughs> like a typical like early, uh, early two thousand uh, book cover. <laughs> So um okay let's let's talk about something that's uh, kind of very interesting here. Let's talk about the backup plan. That was out of left field and that was great. Kaz is actually looking for a way out like we talked about last episode, but this time he's actually going forward on his plan, right? He's actually asking, "Hey, if stuff happens, I need a backup plan. I need money." Right. And this is when <laughs> threw me off guard a bit. It was very like, you know what? You're right. Uh, Mike and uh, Isabella was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We'll just give you a million dollars. You can do whatever you want with that. But remember, you do have the knights to take care of. So don't go get don't get greedy and like go to your own thing without them. Right. So it, it's it's there. It, 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 we learn even more regarding the order. And and Sirtis itself a little bit more information compared to previous episodes, and uh, it was nice to hear that. It's nice to learn more about them, right? What do you think about that? Oh, that that little info coming into us. 
I, I personally felt very validated that Annie has access to Templar funds with $4 billion. Uh, when he said that, I was like, yeah, she was in the order, or she is in the order, or she was in the order, or somehow Annie is connected to the order. And we also learned that she wasn't the first one that was running Certus, but she sort of picked up the pieces. And what I figure that is, is by Anakin's betrayal, whatever that might have been, I bet you that's when she picked up the pieces. Now, Kaz, as you say, was loving that they're going to give up $2 million to him. And he kind of got into it in this in the in these chapters where he kind of started to wave the money around really easily, especially with Luca. Remember, uh, later that's on. Not, that 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 money has come from Certus, not from his funds. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I understand. But what I mean is, he's getting comfortable in just spreading around the wealth and and being the boss, saying, "You want this much money? Sure, no problem. I, I won't ha I won't heckle with you too much. I, I have the money." And even Luca is like, "Who the heck are you? Like, what is the deal here?" Yeah, let, let's let's go back about. Uh, let's go back. Stop here. Okay. Uh, so we just found out that Certus has $4 billion in his bank account. They have money there. The money is very old money. It's like Templar's money. So it, it's it's wealth. It's like generation wealth, right? And now after Cass is doing his backup plan and making those plans work for him, right? And now now Luke, Luca showed up. The reason why Luca showed up in the story because the Gambino family is connected to potentially connected to the order, and the order is using the the mob the mob connection to do their bidding. But at the same time, what we learned is we learned a few episodes uh, not episodes sorry chapters ago that that uh, sir, uh, that the order is run by a family, and this is confirmed that it is run by a family. Right. Apparently, several families, but the current family that's running the order won like a civil war, like a very mafiosa style civil war, right? And now they have this, um, they have the a crime family that they have it, they have it in their fingertips, right? And Luca is the weak link that they found out that they can use to get more information on on the order. And going into what, what, what yeah. my new theory about this, and I, I'm I'm on the right track with this. Anything I'm willing to bet you that during that quote unquote civil war, most likely Annie or the people that she was involved with had because Exertus was created in like the 1920s or something like that. Something like and that. And yeah. so, so I mean, they've been kicking around for a while now. But Annie and whoever her predecessor was was probably an offshoot of that organization and they just siphoned or had access to those four billion dollars and has just been building it over time to be able to sustain the organization but the question now i have is is annie here to overthrow the order to save the world or as like family vendetta sort of you know, you you overthrew my family who were in the order. Now we're going to get back to you because I wonder if we're going to get into that. I I, 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 I told you Annie was part of the order. <laughs> no, 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 no. Annie, whatever happened with Anakin, is definitely something we want to learn about. But Annie is a part of the order, or was a part of the order, and that was basically confirmed in these chapters. 
I feel pretty validated with that. That's good. I mean, I, I, we still got to know who Annie is. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we I'm still always about, about this Annie. Yeah, we, we still need to know about her, and there's still an aura of mystery of surrounding her and what her history is, right? And again, we don't know how old she is too, right? She can be like a 90-year-old woman, or she can be just like a, a person that's been around for the past like 2,000 years, right? So, But uh, let's go back to the, the Grasso family, the name of the family, the, the crime laws, the Grasso family. <laughs> the, not this was a lot of... This was a lot of... Uh, Really good meat in these chapters for us to eat, uh, chew on uh, with plot development and the way that, you know, we brought in Luca and the family and how Kaz dealt with them. I found that interesting. What did you think? Yeah, the how Kaz uh, dealt with the uh, the amount of information, the amount of stuff that he has to do to make this work was great because he finally realized that, uh, I think we talked about this last episode, that he... He knows what he's doing now. He's more comfortable of who he is and what he's capable of. And seeing this going forward, like we were literally seeing it. He showed up in the first the first uh, the first few pages of chapter 23. It literally showed up how how he's taking he's taking a lead on like thinking things and making sure everything's working. She knows he knows how to start dealing with Mike. He knows how to deal with Isabel now. So he's getting more a lot more comfortable and going into Luca and dealing with the with the 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 uh, the crime family. He's literally saying that hey, we have a we have an opportunity to help Michelle, right, and help us, and try to figure out what the what's going on with the order, going through this guy. Let's go do this. So he he hatches a plot uh, a plan of of using money to convince this guy to to turn and uh, spill the beans with the family and trying to figure out how to get into the order from him, right? And as you said, going into this, he used money to bribe this guy. But what we found out that he's quote unquote non bribery kind of guy. So. Um, He's uh he's a foot soldier and he took his time. He took a he took a he took a he took a swing. He took a uh, he took a uh, bullet for the family. Now he's in jail. So so Kaz made a plan of giving this guy a heart attack, potentially a heart attack, and how he did it is fantastic, right? It's a great. I plan. I, I did enjoy it. Well, well, well actually. The he did it twice. So he did it the first time when Michelle and him were in the room and he sort of used magic and he had a lot of help from Azeeb to do it both times. And when he did that the first time, of course, Luca was concerned. But the part that was kind of fun, and I did like the way he put humor into the chapter here, is when he sent Azeeb undercover in the prison. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you leave? Azeeb alone anywhere. <laughs> well, they, when they found out that they can be, what, a couple of kilometers away from his amulet, right? And he, and before all the plans started, when they were planning it, before he gave Luca a potential heart attack, they tested several ideas of like, of him using magic without seeing. The, the places that he's doing his magic on. He used a cell phone image of like, what, a couple of seconds? He has to imagine it and work on it, right? And he uses, and, and when the plans are going started, 
he used Azid to bring in the phone, take a photo or a video of where Luca is sleeping, and start squeezing his heart. Right? And thinking and uh, and that was that was the second part. The first part was the genius as well, too. When when Kaz and Michelle walked into this prison in Pennsylvania, told Luca that, hey, I'm the money man, right? I can give you all this money. I need you to cooperate with me. I need you to give me information. Luca says, leave me alone. I'm not going to work with you guys. So he threatened. He told, he literally told Michelle and, and, and Cass to get out of here. I'm not going to listen to you guys. So what Cass did is like, well, if that's the case, you know what? I have a feeling that you're feeling a little tired, a little feeling a little under the weather right now. And he's using magic, very subtle way to squeeze his heart. And that's when he started realizing that, that oh, my God. I'm dying here. Someone's poisoning me, and my heart is like stopping. So he called the co- he called the guards in, and he told the guards that I'm getting a heart attack. I got this feeling they're trying to assassinate me or kill me with this pen, this whatever. So they tested everything, and next year there's nothing here. So they rushed him to the hot. They rushed him to the prison hospital, right? And and he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cooperate with those guys. Those guys are trying to kill me. Blah 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 blah. I am, I'm true to myself. I'm, I am, I am. I, I'm 100% with my family, blah, 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 blah. And next thing you know, that night, he start, he, he got a call and saying that, hey, are you going to work with me or not? Next thing you know, he start feeling a little heart attack feeling again, right? That's when he was like, oh, man. Okay, this guy is full of something. Something's happening. I don't know what to do. So he ended up calling his wife and finding out, hey, is there money here? Right? Because remember, Kaz... Offered him money in a in a in a in a in a Caribbean bank, and he he literally gave the wife the um, the bank account number, and he holds the password. So now there's a uh, there's a you guys have to work you you and your wife have to work together to get this money. But I, before you get all of it or do whatever you want to do, it I need you guys to work with me first, right? And that whole scene, that whole. Like literally dedicated one chapter, it was awesome. It was a lot. It was it was a lot because there's a larger relationship between Luca and his wife where they're just not getting along, and she's not trusting him. And this fifty thousand dollars just shows up, and for some reason he already has a cell phone, but uh, Aziz brings in his own cell phone. So because Kaz is like, I can get to you anytime, anywhere, not a problem. And then you know. He doesn't realize that he has a genie, which is pretty, <laughs> pretty awesome. But he also needs Zeep's help when utilizing that magic. And uh, I, I liked how something that would have been a really serious scene there uh, in the book where you're reading it. And Zeep really breaks up the tension by, of course, watching TV in the lounge of the staff members, the guards, and eating their food. And that's very easy. What did you think was going to happen? You sent a man alone into into a prison where there's TV and food. What did, what really were your expectations here, Vazib, really? But in the end, given a feast afterwards for breakfast, he helped Kaz out and convinced Luca to... He did convince him that night when he gave him the heart attack, but he said, look, 
convinced them that he can get to him anytime, anywhere. And then that leads into Luca having a conversation with his wife and saying, hey, I'm going to be the, I'm going to come out looking like the good guy here, thinking like, hey, I got money and I put it aside for you and the kids. When in actuality, he's being blackmailed and so forth. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and I, I liked, I, I liked that at least he was trying to, and I, you know, as much as Luke is a, a dirtbag and so forth, at least, you know, he really wants to help. He out wants his family. the so, money. He let's, wants let's, the money. He's using the wife to get the money. As soon as he gets the money, he's out of there. <laughs> you know, typical steezy guy, you know? So, uh, yeah, no, I agree. But uh, the other, the other part within these chapters that I was really enjoying that we really haven't touched on because we had so much plot develop in these chapters was the sort of more lighthearted stuff when when Duke is uh, telling Kaz about Macarius and and Isabel having feelings for each other. He's like the perfect uh, spy to go in and give give uh, Kaz this information because he just offers it up and Kaz never asks for it. Yeah, it it's he's becomes the um, he becomes the uh, the uh, the tabloids of the group. You know, he's the uh, he's the one that, because he's a dog. Everyone talks to the dog, and everyone's like, he's there. He everyone remember everyone still thinks that he's a dog. He and for him talking is very it feels very normal for them. Right, and uh, compared to Azid, Azid has been considered as the furniture. No one knows he's there half the time, right? And Mr. Boots, he's always in a corner cuddling with, with Giselle, so you don't really see him. But when Duke goes around, right, he's there, he's moping, he's like needs belly rub, and they start talking around him and he starts seeing things because, again, they have this trust on, 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 at Duke that, that he's just there. He just shows up. Right, so everyone has a tendency just to spill their guts, or or he observes something that's actually happening between two other individuals, right? And um, and for and and you said he becomes a spy of uh, of 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 Kaz. I don't see it as a spy. I see it more like, hey, FYI, I have a little gossip for you. This is what's happening. Is you know, uh, it's it's. It, I think it's just being a dude. I think he's just being a guy. I think he made Poor a really girl. bad yeah. choice in teaching him how to read because he brings in a dog magazine, <laughs> opens it up to a page, and is like, "Yo, I she's need cute. that. I, I need that one. She's cute." And he's like, "What are you talking about? This is so wrong." And by the way, she's in England, and yeah. he's and- so clueless. But he's like, "I'll just go and get more dog magazines and try to find another one there." <laughs> yeah. And well, I mean, just the, the ridiculous of it is, is like I think sometimes I think I wonder if Craig has a dog and has these thoughts while he has his dog around. Because if he doesn't have a dog, I'd be astonished. I really would. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny though, because they 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 call uh, I think Cass calls it BDE, big dog energy. <laughs> no, sorry. Duke calls it BDE, big ba- uh, yeah. big dog energy. So it, it's yeah, a big dog energy. Yes. <laughs> it was a it was a it was a a very well way to end our our chapter assignment. And uh, I actually I do have a question for you though. I do want to. Uh, the question I have is 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 you think going forward that uh, that Kaz 
will have a little bit more backbone dealing with Sirtis overall. Like what I what I mean is like, is he gonna stand up more and say, "Hey, Mike, Isabel, get Annie down here now, or else I'm not gonna lift a single magic out of my hand." You think he's gonna no, have that I, kind I of don't, backbone? He, I don't think he's that kind of character or guy. I think what we see happening in chapter twenty six is him. He, what he wants to do is take action against the order. And so in that chapter, he, he goes to Luca. Luca agrees to the deal. Luca gives up a laptop or that the accountant had that he killed. And then they agree to sort of hide the source of this information by going and grabbing and sort of putting on ice the guy that that originally did it, which is this O'Connor guy. Mm-hmm. And so, which, uh, by the way, I like that they sent in the girls to to sort of capture him or, or kick him in the nuts, literally, uh, to get him under control rather than send in uh, Macarius and, and Mike with them. But that was kind of fun. But at the end of the chapter, we have everybody sort of working as a team and as a well-oiled machine to achieve this goal. And now that Kaz is had that experience, I think he's going to call on the group a lot more to do these sort of things to battle the mm-hmm. order because now they're gelling as a team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's, it's a, it feels, it feels more like the first book, right? It, it's, it's like, remember, I think you said it several times that the, the whole storyline became Kaz, Macarius, Giselle, Duke. Then it became Mike Isabel Cass, right? Now they're sort of going back in circle, slowly, right? And and I felt like this this the, the our chapter assignment felt like it was it was more Cass Isabel and Mike, and unfortunately the 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 the, the animals is a little bit more behind the scenes a bit still. And Mike and, and uh, Macarius and Sibel, uh, sorry, Giselle sold the same thing too. So I'm hoping that the that I'm hoping that they need if they if if the story becomes if there's a fight, all of them will show up. If there's no fight, we're only going to concentrate on certain people. And I feel like well, it's it's kind of we, we've ha- we've had this in this these these few chapters where. Our focus is on the order. We're not, like the last book. We just bought it. We fought a dragon in the last book, right? That was basically the whole part of the book. We got a little bit about the order, and this book seems to be moving towards fighting and dealing with the order. And we only have six more chapters to the end of this book, and I'm wondering where we're leading to. And 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 what I'm hoping for the next few chapters is we're going to start to infiltrate the order or get a better sense of them. But here's a question that I really came out of these few chapters. If Sirtis is an offshoot of the order, then why wouldn't, and they know who the main family is that runs the order, why wouldn't they be able to track their movements or infiltrate them better or even have more accurate information because they would conceivably have know the internal workings of the order as they were once a part of it in the past. It's kind of funny because that actually 
Because your theory at the beginning of this episode got debunked because of that statement, by the way. <laughs> because if your, your your theory is if Annie or Serta is as an offshoot of 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 the Order, why not the why not Serta's track the Order? So with that theory, it sort of debunks your theory that it's an offshoot. No, no, it's it's not. What I was saying is their goal is to prevent the order from getting a wizard. That's their goal. It doesn't mean they're not an offshoot. It, it might mean that their whole purpose is to defeat the family that won by getting a wizard before the order does to be able to control that. But again, we still don't know if they have a wizard or not. The order? Yeah. That's true. We, we don't. I, I think it's logical at this point to say that they don't because the order doesn't seem to be able to, to control magic very well. They might have ancient books and so forth that give them an idea of how to manipulate magic in a very subtle way that they don't understand. But clearly they don't have a wizard. At least I, I don't think that's the direction Craig's going in this. Well, there's, a, there's another theory that was, I've been playing in my head, though. Is Annie okay? Let's just we'll just presume Annie is still alive and working with the order, but Annie can quote unquote powerful or knows how to do magic, but he's not asked because he's following a like it's been several times it's been said that Cass is a very strong wizard because he's not following a god. If if Annie, if Annie, Annie can is a powerful wizard, but he's following an asshole god, there's a good chance that he's not performing the way he, he should be performing. It would be interesting. I, I would like the idea of Anakin coming back. But oh, the, he'll come back. He'll definitely come back. There's no way that well, he'll they put something out there next year he's not going to come back. He's coming back. They, he's, he's they haven't confirmed back. that he's dead. Exactly. But they did, they did imply that he was dealt with. So, you know, you're, you, we could read into it and say, yeah, they kind of killed him because they had no choice or we don't really know the exact reason. I personally would find it interesting for him to come back. Like like for an argument, maybe Anakin went to the nether. We don't know, right? And mm-hmm. maybe he's he's one of these people that is like, hey, Apophis, the portal's open. Maybe you should go through. You know, who knows? <laughs> you, think he, you think he's the puppet master in the nether? <laughs> well, but the, the portals can only be open from this side, not the nether. Exactly. So in a way, that, that argument is doesn't really make much sense. It's just a fun idea of a plot line. Well, here, here here's, here's the other one, though. Let's just say, let's just have this argument saying that... Uh, if Anakin's still alive with with a very limited access to energy or knowledge base, he's probably the one who opened the portal first. Right? That is a legitimate argument. That that is a legitimate argument. Uh but uh, the problem with that, well, actually they opened it before Kaz got there. Exactly. So, exactly. Plus yes, remember he they yeah. said it several times too that the Nether will provide the energy, but they need a wizard to open the door. It's a legit theory. It's a legit theory. Yeah, yeah. And and having uh a um a muggle try to open a door will not gonna work because they already said several times that you uh, a wizard needs to harness the energy. If the muggle cannot harness the energy, it's not gonna work. But 
if you have a piece of uh, pottery or whatever has a built-in magic to it, right? And if it's not done properly, it can result opening a portal. But in the same time, in my opinion, Annie's probably trying to do that. Thank you for opening the book with us today. Subscribe so you won't miss our next episode. We would love to hear from you. Send us an email at yourbookmarksinfo@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Join us again right here where you left off.